Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, the founder of influencer marketing and branded content agency, Hollywood Branded. This podcast provides brand marketers a learning platform for top experts to share their insights and knowledge on topics which make a direct impact on your business today. While it is impossible to be well-versed on every topic and strategy that can improve bottom line results, my goal is to help you avoid making costly mistakes of time, energy, or money, whether you are doing a DIY approach or hiring an expert to help. Let's begin today's discussion. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacey Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today. I want to give a very warm welcome to Brittany Gilman. Brittany is the CEO of VG Sports Enterprises, where she builds brand partnerships and overall PR and personal brand building campaigns for professional athletes. With over 17 years of experience helping athletes dial in on campaigns that work for them and a very impressive roster of over 500 athletes worldwide, including NFL, football, you know, soccer, UFC, boxing, snowboarding, and other celebrity partnerships, Brittany has a very unique outlook into the world of bringing to life celebrity branded uh, partnerships, including fashion partnerships, and has assisted in the development of a variety of celebrity clothing lines, as well as her own. SKR Apparel, where she uses her drawings for the designs. Today, Brittany's going to be sharing her advice on how brands can better engage with athletes for brand partnership campaigns. We'll learn what works from her experience, what should be avoided, and how some businesses just miss the mark. Brittany, thank you so much for being here. So happy to have you. Oh, thank you for having me. This is, this is awesome. I'm very excited to be here. Of course. So what I like doing at this very beginning of the podcast is having you share with our listeners, what got you to where you are today? How are you in this industry where you are doing not only brand deals with celebrities, but you're actually helping these athletes develop their own personal branding so that they have more opportunities to make money off the field overall? Well, my story is really unique. I've been in sports my entire life. And I think that in retrospect, looking back at my youth and and everything that I've done, like it all is kind of the perfect storm and one step led to the other. And um, it's actually really interesting. Um, And before I answer your question, I, a couple years ago, I was looking through this newspaper that I used to write in, in high school. I was um, an um, editor and a writer and I was also an athlete. So I had actually been interviewed in this um, particular article about my snowboarding because I competed professionally for about five years at a very young age. And um, prior to me being professional, I was being interviewed because I was a very successful high school athlete. And one of the, the, one of the questions was, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I said, well, I want to be a professional athlete, but then after that, I want to be a sports agent, you know, like Jerry Maguire. And it's very funny because I completely forgot that I said that. And several years ago, when I was going through stuff at home, I found the article and I read that and I was just kind of, oh my gosh, like, because being a sports agent and, you know, doing exactly what I do was never, um, I mean, I guess at that, in that interview, I said that, but it, it never was a consistent goal throughout my professional career. Like, this is what I'm working towards. So it's just really interesting. And, um, you know, being an athlete, professional athlete, and at the time I didn't have an agent, PR and branding was a very different industry back then. There was no social media. I'm dating myself a little bit. Um, And so I had to always find my brand partnerships and my sponsors. And I had to figure out ways in which I could generate revenue to be able to pay to go to competitions. 
And so that was kind of initially, you know, you, I'm a very much a, a learn by doing type of person. And in retrospect, that's kind of what happened. And in college, I wanted to be a strength conditioning coach, the first female in the NFL, that was my goal. So I studied kinesiology. And then uh, when I graduated, I was competing professionally in college. It was not an NCAA sanctioned sport. So there was no name, image, likeness or anything like that issues. Um, and then I went to USC, Southern California, and did an internship with the Trojans, the football team in the strength conditioning department. I did that for a year. And then I went to Auburn University, did that for a year, got my master's in biomechanics. And at that stage, I realized I don't really want to be a strength conditioning coach because I don't want to be in the weight room all day. And uh, I wanted to live more exciting life. And I wanted to be more in the mix and, you know, just still work with athletes, but in a different capacity. And I had kept in touch with a couple athletes at SC that had signed with a sports marketing agency out of Santa Monica, which then I ended up doing internship at for just a couple months. And then from there, I left the agency and started my own sports marketing agency. And from there, it's, it's just say la vie. That's, that's been the adventure. I've literally learned everything as I went and, you know, acquiring new skills based on our clients' needs and changing dynamics of the sports industry and social media and digital monetization and events. And it was, it's been a, it's been a journey that's really flown by. Um, but I guess just constantly trying to be innovative and bringing extra value to our clients. So that's kind of what has evolved into what BG Sports is today is a international sports marketing agency. Um, and we also have a startup, a tech startup in the same space. So it's just, you know, riding the waves of innovation and trying to be the one that sets the path. So long story, trying to make it short, but. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, you, we haven't really had anyone speak and dive in too much over the last 250 plus podcasts on sports and athletes, right? Times on brand partnerships are different types, but the athlete is a different approach than most celebrities and they have different things they can offer brands um, that differ from like a music artist from a actor or just a general, you know, social media personality. Um, and I think their approach is a little different because a lot of times they are more localized than nationalized unless they really are, you know, the top of the top of the game in um, whichever team that they're playing for, right? So can you kind of dive in a little bit about what it, working with an athlete is, how it's different, how brands, in this case, since we're looking at brand partnerships, should be considering them and the right ways to approach? Well, I think first and foremost, if you look at a brand, the brand needs to look at their objectives as a brand and see if their objectives match working with an athlete versus a celebrity. So the thing about athletes is that if you think about their lifestyle and what it takes to be successful as an athlete, there are very specific things that you have to completely dedicate yourself to areas such as nutrition and recovery, health, wellness, mental, um, mental health, and any type of brand in that space to me makes a lot of sense because without this particular category and without the athlete really having a strong hold on this category and being successful in this space, they're not going to reach that level of success. So I think that it creates very, um, distinct authenticity in terms of working with a brand within that space. So for example, a nutrition company, which with a celebrity is, you know, 
relative as well, but with an athlete, it kind of takes it to that next step. Because their bodies are a machine that they have to hone. That is their tool. Exactly. And same with recovery. And, you know, any celebrity can jump on and say, oh, I drink this water and it makes me, you know, great. But with an athlete, it takes it to that next step, that next level. Athletes are also extremely influential. Some celebrities are, um, but not all of them. And so I think that that also is something to take into mind is that, you know, people want to be, if you're thinking about fans and young athletes and and people trying to achieve the same things that these athletes have achieved, they want to know what they're doing. They want to know what, what are their keys to success? And that, that applies to celebrities also, but I just think that, you know, it, it really does boil down to the type of brand and what they're trying to achieve. And then looking at the athlete, looking at their audience, their reach, the demographic, is it a fit? Because I think a lot of times in marketing, some companies will choose to work with an athlete or a celebrity without really understanding the, the audience and the reach. And also what's the actual, it's, although you probably won't ever know the ROI, but there's certain athletes that have, you know, 100,000 followers and the followers actually listen to what the athlete is saying and they want to know the products they're using and buy the products they're using. Whereas another athlete, their audience may not be like that. They may just be NFL fans. And it's very difficult to know the difference between the two. So I think that as much research and information as you can get in using a potential athlete is going to be beneficial for the brand to know, okay, is this a good fit first and foremost? And are, are we going to get a good ROI with this? Um, and so I think that that's really important and it's, it's not easy to do, but there are tools nowadays that can kind of help um, ease that process. And um, so, yeah, I think that's the research is key. So many social media platforms that can dive in on databases and look at engagement rates and so much more. And they reveal a lot. Yeah. Um, working with athletes, you know, usually are you seeing that they're the same issues that you might hit with celebrities or are athletes a safer area for brands to go or can there be more, you know, risks involved? I wouldn't necessarily say that they're safer because I think it always depends on the individual. So some of the things that happen are, you know, difficulty in executing a campaign. So for example, if we're talking about a social media campaign where it's, it's the ask is not that much. It might be a brand that's going to send a product. They want a picture and a video of the athlete or the talent using the product and to post on their social media. Sometimes it's very easy to get and the client or the, excuse me, the athlete is going to be very quick to create the content. And other times they won't. And other times you have to stay on top of them and you have to hit them up every single day. So I think that that's very, it's difficult because you don't necessarily know how good a individual is as talent to work with. And I think that that really boils down to, you know, holding the talent accountable, which doesn't always happen. And I know on on the tech platform that we're developing that that's something that we do have on the, the platform is being able to look at a particular talent and see kind of like Uber, like, oh, where are they ranked? You know, are, do they execute? Is it quick? Is it not? And that's something that in the past, athletes oftentimes have not been held accountable. And, you know, I've had issues with particular athletes that, you know, I would fly down to, a, you know, Texas for a meeting and then the athlete doesn't show up, you know, and it's, there's really no way around that. It's really just, you know, doing your diligence, doing your research, filling out the talent, filling out the agent, and also as a brand, making sure that you're not going to, you know, put all your eggs in one basket 
And you're not going to send this guy the money before they actually execute the campaign, that that's either going to be held in escrow or that there's something that you're not going to get, you know, screwed over. She's my French, because that does happen oftentimes and not just in sports, but just, you know, celebrities, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Whether they're a celebrity, whether they're an athlete, whether they're an influencer, whether they're a tiny influencer who's just growing, like people are unpredictable, but that's what's great about working with agencies and talent managers who actually have insight on who the good ones are and have maybe a little bit more power to hold people accountable because there's more on the plate than just one deal. Yep, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) What are some of the ways that you have seen brands really find a lot of success with working with athletes? I think that creating those authentic campaigns that coincide with the interests of what the athlete already likes and is into, because not only does it make it easier for the athlete to really mean what he or she is talking about and really be a fan of the product, but it also comes across in the content as authentic. So if you find a talent that is a fan of, you know, a dog lover or loves to cook and you're a brand that is, you know, giving these puppy parties or whatever the case may be, you're actually providing value to the talent in a way that they're going to be authentic about receiving it. And they're going to want to push this product because they believe in it and they enjoy it. So it's that finding that fit and finding that it's the match. It's like a dating service and, you know, making sure that, Oh, like this makes sense. And I think that that's, it's not easy to do, but that should be in my you know opinion, a objective for the brands, it's like, okay, we want that authentic talent. And also understanding that, you know, different athletes are gonna charge different things and you have to understand the ask. So with anything, you're dealing with the multitude of personalities and everyone's gonna be different, as I said earlier, but, you know, understanding that if you're gonna, if you want a lot out of the talent, you're gonna have to pay a lot, especially if it's a top tier talent. Now, if you're working with a tier two, tier three, tier four, your money's going to go a lot farther. And that's something that I also think is important is that if you're a brand and you have a budget, although it's very appealing to think, oh, I can work with this A-lister and have him talk about my brand. Okay, great. But what are you going to get from that, right? You're going to get a certain amount of posts and hopefully you'll get some ROI if your objective is to get sales out of it or brand awareness. But you can also use that budget with tier two, tier three, tier tier four, and also maybe not just athletes, but work with a couple influencers, work with some celebrities and kind of make that money go farther. So just understanding that it's not, there's no set way to achieve success with your strategies, but that to be creative and open to the idea that, okay, well, maybe we take this $10,000 and don't just give it to athlete A, but let's look at these target audiences and these target um, locations and maybe pick a couple guys and space it out a little bit and then build, you know, leverage those off each other. So just, just trying to not be so traditional, but being a bit more innovative in the approach. And it's also, it goes back to your earlier comment. It's something I preach as well of not putting all your eggs in one basket because your, your risk level as a brand goes up so much of what if someone does have some, you know, brand impacting negativity. They have a car accident while they're drinking. There is a spat with a loved one that becomes extremely public, which happens frequently. Uh, We're talking, especially with athletes who have a lot of testosterone in their body. 
right? <laughs> and not a lot of necessarily, you know, polished PR training always, although I know that's something that you also help with polishing and PR and strategy and positioning. Uh, but anyone who is going to be the face of your brand, if you are all in, it can be, you know, a lot of things to have to handle if something goes awry. Right. Very risky, much higher risk than you were just putting all everything in one one athlete. And we've seen that firsthand, you know, with the A-list talent that has made some not so wise decisions and lost a lot of endorsements because of it. But some endorsements stuck with him, which I was like, wow, I can't believe they're still going to support him. But, um, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's risky. And so when you're working with talent directly, since that's one of your core that you're doing of, you know, a different approach, because, you know, if you go back into the days of looking where you hear these athletes make so much money and they have these brand deals and they're on the field, but then they're broke at the end of the day. So, you know, you have touched on it. Athletes don't always come from very well-educated backgrounds where they have fundamental foundations in place and their, their coaches and their teams. Well, I certainly hear that today they're trying to provide more services. It's less supportive and more about how the athlete's performing on the field or on the court. Um, and you're providing a service where you're actually helping them figure out that next step to make their brand more polished, right? Yes, correct. And so where are some of the things that you do where it, it's, it's making an impact? How are you directing athletes and enlightening them on how to better work with brands? So one of the things that I like to do with my talent is figuring out what are their passions outside of sports? Because a lot of athletes, they, they've never had the time or, you know, the even some of them, even the thought of looking at, well, what else am I passionate about? Because to achieve that level of success in the sport, you have to focus solely on the sport. Yeah. And so that's one of the first things we like to do with our clients is talk about what are you passionate about? And have you ever thought of post-career? Because it's very important to be realistic in terms of any sport career. Because NFL, the average career is two to three years. Different sports, it, it varies. But understanding, okay, long-term, do you have any other goals? Do you have other passions? And then we try to work with our clients to aid them and assist them in possibly planting seeds now that will fruit later. Mm -hmm. So if it has to do with the restaurant business or possibly a philanthropic endeavor or clothing. And so we work with our clients to first and foremost, educate them in that space. And secondly, to help to kind of get the ball rolling. So if you don't have a foundation already, but you want to start one, well, we're going to work with you to get that started and launched. If you're passionate about fashion, well, we're going to implement that into your branding strategy. And we're going to work with you to launch a clothing line and also start attending events in the space. So it's just working with them and educating them, which is key and not just doing things for them, but teaching them, this is why we're doing what we're doing. And I'm going to teach you how to run the business. If I'm launching a clothing line for a client, I'm not just going to plan on running that clothing line forever. I want to teach him or her, here's the tools. I want you to be able to do this yourself. And so it's really just a matter of empowering and educating them and just assisting them in um, whatever other objectives. And if they don't know what those are, working with them to discover what those might be. And you dove in a lot about clothing lines and fashion. So 
you know, traditionally, are you looking at developing clothing lines straight from, you know, no brand affiliation, it's wholly owned, it's, you know, you're just finding the originator of the line, you're designing it, it's being produced all under that athlete, or are you looking at collaborations with fashion? Where is the bigger opportunity for the athlete? It's both. Um, if it's a, I guess if anything is easier, if it's a top tier talent, and yeah. I, I hate putting talent in tiers, but it, it is what it is. So we look at these A-listers that everyone knows any opportunity and anything you do is easier than someone who's maybe a tier three or four type. And so it's, it's e-commerce is a very easy way to generate revenue, but the talent needs to be passionate about it and want to do it, not mm -hmm. just have us come to him or her and say, this is a good way to make money because then you don't have that authenticity. So that's a really easy way. And there's turnkey solutions and systems that, you know, produce on demand. And it's like, we've done so many of those and you could generate a lot of money um, depending on the talent. Now, if it's, you know, a tier two, tier three person, it's different because it's a lot harder first and foremost to get a deal with a brand. Nike, Adidas, they're not going to put a lot of money into a guy that's, you know, a backup or, you know, third on the depth chart, um, they probably, they might do a product deal with him or her, but they're not going to give them their own shoe deal. That's so with that type of situation, you know, you got to look at it like, okay, maybe there's a smaller brand that might be a better fit, or mm -hmm. maybe we build your brand a little farther and increase your following before we launch your own clothing line. Mm -hmm. So it really is individualized and it depends on, you know, obviously the long-term goals and objectives of this talent and finding the right brands because there's so many different brands and it could be a startup brand in their town that they grew up that would love to partner with the talent and build from there. So it's just, there's a lot of different scenarios and it's, it's very specific to the individual. And I think that if a lot of athletes actually had the tools and this applies to celebrities also and large influencers to understand what it takes to be an owner of a brand, right? To actually understand what powers, what matters, what makes an impact, um, it would open the door to actually more brand collaborations because you start having the mind of a marketer um, instead of just having the mind of, oh, I'm throwing this up and you know my followers will see it and they'll purchase and hey, yay me. Um, so that I think is the key of what's going to differentiate for any type of celebrity in the you know oncoming years is more, you know, celebrities want their own makeup lines or they want their own clothing lines or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to say, I want a clothing line. Like, yeah, totally. I totally want a clothing line. But th the difficulty I think lies in the fact that the talent has most likely never experienced that. So it's really just a result of lack of experience not understanding first and foremost what goes into launching a brand because mm -hmm. it's a tremendous amount of work with so many different areas and components and things that you have to do and how could the talent know if they've never been through it so i think it's oftentimes being realistic and looking at the talent and being like well if you're going to launch a company what do you want your role to be and if, if you don't want to do anything then you need to hire a team of people that are going to do everything for you and you need to invest in that if you truly want this to be successful. Now, if you want to be hand in hand and you want to take part in it, then you have to be willing to put in the work 
and being realistic about your expectations. And that all just comes down to educating them. And, you know, as they go through the actual experiences, they're going to learn and they're going to start to understand, wow, I had no idea that this went into this because a lot of athletes are enabled their whole lives. They've been handed things. They, they don't necessarily see the work that goes into creating an opportunity. They just get, you know, Hey, here's this opportunity. Do you want to do it? Do you not want to do it? And as a person that creates those opportunities for athletes, and sometimes you put in months of work to make something, you know, bring something to the table and then it's a quick yes or no. And oftentimes if it's a no, it's kind of like, like, why, why? <laughs> like, this is a really good opportunity. Just trust me. And, you know, sometimes they'll, you know, again, it depends on the individual. Sometimes they'll be like, all right, cool. I'll do it. And other times they're like, no, I'm good. And then you just think about, wow, okay, well on to the next, you know, right. what you got to deal with working with, with talent, you know? Yeah. It was very much the same for us, whether it's talent or whether it's TV shows and film partnerships, you know, we build these things and we present them either to the brand or the entertainment partner. And we're like, we think it's so wonderful and we can see it. So like how it's all going to spin and how it's going to work. And then, you know, inevitably like one or the other party is just like, eh, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> feeling it. Eh, I don't really see it. And you're like, but it's a win. It's a partnership. And it's hard to convince people always of that. I know. Preaching to the choir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are some of the brand partnership deals that you've seen with athletes that you think are just like fantastically well done? I mean, if you think of any of the huge brands like Jordan brand and um, what was the one recent one? Um, I'm trying to remember was it was a car it was like either and I just saw this happen and I was so impressed because it was um it, it was an athlete that has a show on tv on I think it's uh Fox Sam H.O. Acho excuse me if I'm not saying his name incorrectly or if I'm not saying his name correctly I do apologize um Sam Sam H.O. Sam Acho um and he I think it was a Mitsubishi commercial or something and I was just blown away like what? How did he manage that? Because it's just so impressive because when you watch the commercial, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so authentic. This is phenomenal. And it's about his show is say anything, or that's kind of the context of the show. And he talks about very like, like a lot of topics that are controversial and realistic. And it's a very impressive show. And if you think about the approach that the car company wanted to have and that, okay, we take this this guy who has this show that is like, say anything and talk about whatever you want and just be you and don't be afraid to, you know, discuss things that are confrontational, you know, and then you take the company in the car and it's like, wow, like it really makes sense that they partnered with him because mm -hmm. that's, that's the image that he portrays. And that's the exact thing that the company is trying to achieve. So that I thought was really interesting. And then, I mean, of course, when you look at these authentic relationships, you know, with, with companies and Capital One and, you know, a lot of athletes they use in the Peyton Manning commercials that are so funny. I just think they're, they're so well done. I'm a huge humor person. So any, any commercial that can, you know, make you laugh is, is really amazing. But um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it, it's really interesting to see um, how they, these athletes have really capitalized on that. And it doesn't happen often at all. And then another one is Marshawn Lynch and Skittles. Mm -hmm. That was brilliant, you know, because it was, first off, it was authentic because yeah. Marshawn Lynch 
he'd have Skittles at the game every single game, you know, and he's such a character and Skittles, their commercials are really like, they don't even make sense half the time. You know, a unicorn is like pooing out rainbows and stuff. (laughs) It's like, what? So um, that I think is a a phenomenal uh, match is the Skittles and the Marshawn Lynch thing. And he also did a Subway commercial too, which I'm just like, oh my gosh, hats off to Marshawn because he's of all NFL athletes, he's really taking advantage and capitalizing on his brand for sure. Yeah. He's dialed in on how to be brand friendly to family brands as well. Brands who like are very wholesome in uh, a lot of their endeavors, what they do. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And then when a brand, I'm just going back and forth between the two, but so when, are there any celebrities who have developed their own brands that you think are just off the, you know, charts, like phenomenal? Um, Nicole Murphy, before. Hmm? Yeah, Nicole Murphy um, who, this is biased because she's a great friend of mine. Um, she has Wi-Fi, which is facial products, hyaluronic acid, vitamins and all types of serums and things like that and I think she's done such a great job because first and foremost she believes in the products Mm -hmm. she put a ton of time and energy into developing the products making sure they're all organic you know no animal cruelty and and she uses them every single day she always teaches how to use them she's educational in her videos and I just think it's phenomenal and it's a couple years old so it's still fairly new and, um, you know, I, I just think she's done such a tremendous job and it's, that's, I think it's a great example of taking something that you're very passionate about, you know, wellness and skincare and developing a product that you believe in that you can put out to the public and easily say, okay, I use this every day and I love this and it works. And so she's just a great example of someone who's done a, a phenomenal job and is doing a phenomenal job at, at launching and building her brand. Yeah. I'd say athletes have like something a little extra special than most entrepreneurs come to the plate because they already have some brand recognition and they also already know how to train and how to, you know, push themselves, which if you're going to be a business owner, you absolutely have to have that capability of not um, facing an obstacle and just giving up in defeat. Exactly. You really have that. It's kind of integrated into athletes is, is working through challenges and dedication. And you have to learn how to lose and, and you move forward after you lose. And sometimes losing and being faced with challenges makes you better. So yeah. I, I agree with you. I think that athletes have kind of built into them this consistent drive to achieve. And you can't give up, especially as an athlete. You, it's so competitive and there's injuries and there's all these different things that happen. And yet, you still have to go to practice and you still have to work through it. So I think it is very beneficial having that mindset in business, um, in any type of business beyond sports. And so how can I, our listeners learn more about you? They want to know what is BG sports? Well, I would like to reach out to Brittany. What, how would they do that? Um, the best way is probably either our website, which is um, bgseinc.com. Or social media is always a, a, a great way to, to keep up with uh, what I'm doing. Um, so my personal account is, is a, it's kind of a mix of personal and also, you know, business as well. So you'll get kind of across the board. But social media is at BG Sport. And then the company is at BG Sports Ent Inc. E-N-T-I-N-C. Um, and then those social URLs are across all platforms. So Twitter, TikTok. Uh, Snapchat is not Snapchat's different. That's like 
that's where I'll post something super silly and ridiculous. So I don't really put my Snapchat out there publicly. That's okay. You have to have some personal life out there. Right, right. (laughs) And then what do you, I'm going to throw this out to you. What do you think about what Victoria's Secret is doing? You know, they've just had Megan Rapinoe added on. They have the Chinese freestyler, skier, skier, I can't even talk, skier, um, Eileen Gu, who was just added in, who are now their Victoria's Secret angels instead of supermodels. How do you think that's changing the game? I think it's absolutely incredible because it's real. And, and it's now going to show all their customers and around the world people that they're kind of stepping away. Obviously, traditionally, that's what Victoria's Secret has been known for. And I think it's always important to respect tradition. But I also think it's important to look at the realities of people. And humans are not perfect. You know, like you look at these angels and they're perfect. And it's something that very few people can actually aspire to. Most of us are not going to look like a Victoria's Secret model. So I think by bringing the ones that are closest with a little less curve. Right, exactly. Just, yeah. So I think it's, it's incredible. And especially in today's worlds and what we've been through in the past few years, it's just, it's kind of like you take a deep breath and it makes my heart happy, you know, is being like, wow, this is amazing. Like, let's be realistic and let's, let's accept people for who they are and not, you know, obviously you're always going to have these standards of beauty and youth that are it's going to be hard to get rid of those because it's engraved into our culture and, and most cultures but I think this is a an incredible step and it's it's really exciting that that they're doing that so I'm I just makes me makes me smile thinking about it and besides making me smile with that what else makes you smile are there any last words of praying advice to brand managers who might be listening who are like you know I should consider working with athletes. I should not just look at, you know, a TV actor or a film star. What would you tell them? I would say that the cool thing about athletes is that there's such a wide variety of personalities and type of sports. And to think a little beyond just traditional sports, such as NFL or NBA or MLB, but that there's so many different athletes out there and that it's being creative and again, finding the talent that matches exactly what you're looking for and putting in the time and the diligence. But athletes are phenomenal to work with. And there's athlete for every single budget. And there's athletes that'll do product only deals. So I think that just understanding that and not being so intimidated by the traditional space where you think, oh, I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to give this athlete but understanding that there are platforms such as the one that we've launched that basically can match you to the type of talent you're looking for, for any budget. And that's something that is, you know, I think it's something that people are going to start to realize and um, be a little more open to is that, you know, think outside the box and try not to just limit yourself from what you know, and be open to different opportunities and different ways to accomplish a goal. Perfect. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you shedding some light on an area that most brands don't focus enough on. I mean, we know the Wheaties box, right? We always know that's going to have some massive A-lister athlete on it. But and we know we see the car campaigns. We see big, big recognizable names across television commercials. But there are thousands of athletes who are out there who were the top of their careers they're coming down from the top of their careers they're still the top of their careers for them that offer some really good brand partnerships right correct i i'm with you 100 and this is awesome thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure
Of course. And then to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I look forward to chatting with you next week. And until then, have a great one.